Hello, this is Elizabeth Freeman at Fleming and Curdy, and you're listening to Elder Law Issues. I'm one of the partners here at Fleming and Curdy, and this week I am sitting with Ashley Cooper, who's a wonderful member of our team. She's a legal assistant who has worked in every position here at Fleming and Curdy. <laughs> and Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So today, Robert said to me, why don't you talk about something most people don't know we do? So I started thinking, and you know what? A lot of people don't know that as part of our fiduciary practice, we buy cars. <laughs> it sounds kind of like a weird thing, but if you think about it, Fleming and Curdy acts as trustee, and part of that responsibility is to make sure that if a beneficiary needs a lift, that we're able to help them with transportation. Of course, sometimes people are not able to drive. In those cases, sometimes we'll give them uh, funds on Lyft or Uber or another kind of ride share. Sometimes people like to take different forms of public transportation, which is great, but other times people just need a car. So what we do is we work with our finance team and our finance team and our case management team work with beneficiaries on cars almost every day and sometimes that means getting a new set of tires, other times that means purchasing a car, trading in a car, and a lot of times people will ask, how is the car titled? Who maintains the car? How much money do you spend on cars? So Ashley here has helped us develop a program around the purchase of different vehicles, and I have some questions for you, Ashley. Okay. <laughs> so one of my questions is, uh, tell me how long you've been with Fleming and Curdy. I have been here four years now, this month, actually. Well, that's wonderful, and we appreciate all that you do. Tell me, on the finance team, what are some of the things that you do that have made you a good fit for the car purchase program? Oh, I work with all of the accounts. I do recons. Um, I do check requests, so I really have a feel for how our finance team um, handles all of the finances back there. That's perfect. And so when we purchase a car, one of the first things that we do is we make sure that there's enough money to do that. And so what happens if we're looking in a checking account, for instance, and we're just low? We might have five or $7,000 in the checking account, and it doesn't look like we have enough funds to purchase a car. What's one of the first things you do then? Um, so I'll get with Carol, and she's uh, the finance supervisor, and she will raise funds from somewhere else within the um Within the trust? Within the trust, exactly. So that's great. So Carol has been with our team here at Fleming and Curdy uh, for over a decade. And Carol is somebody who works with me and Robert and Jackie and our partner team. When funds are needed for cars or homes, and we'll work with a financial advisor to help raise those funds and then transfer them to the checking account. Right, Ashley? Right, that's right. So do you normally get requests from beneficiaries directly for cars? Um, usually it's from the case manager. The case manager working with that client will send me a request um, after they talk with the dealership there's usually a car that they're already interested in um, but if not then I can help them find what they're looking for so Ashley what are some of the things that you find beneficiaries really want with cars when it comes to cars oh, that's a great <laughs> question it's kind of all over the place um, I've had a couple of Tesla's um, <laughs> and there's many options for Tesla's um, I've also had um, vans that need modified for wheelchair access. Um, yeah, it, it really, I've had uh, 
one upcoming is a Subaru. So it's kind of a cool sporty car. So it really just depends on the client and what their needs and what their wants are. That's great. And so here's, here's a big question. Do most people want used cars? No, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> okay. And so in a case where we work with a beneficiary on a budget, is that normally the case manager's role to figure that out? Um, really, it's the attorneys. Um, we'll bring what the price of the car is to the attorney, and then they'll review that and give us the okay, or we need to modify this a little bit. So you mean when somebody asks for snakeskin interior, we don't always green light that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about what is involved once somebody is at a dealership. And for instance, the trust might be purchasing the car. Yeah, so um, usually there'll be a lien on the vehicle where Fleming and Curdy will be the lien holder. Um, we'll pay for the car outright um, in full with the trust money. Um, the dealership needs to make sure that the title is in the name of the lien, which is a, a big issue usually, but luckily we work closely with a banker's title and they fix that up for us once we get that title. That's great. So basically in the inventory of assets in the trust, you'll actually be able to see the vehicle. Yes. Even though that, that you may have a driver or multiple drivers on it who have the ability to do that and who are insured and have insurance, you'll actually see as part of the trust accounting that the trust itself has a lien on the car. Right. That's exactly right. And can you tell me a little bit about whether or not there are any kind of agreements, for instance, that we ask a beneficiary to sign? Yeah. So before I will send the check out or deliver it, um, we create this vehicle agreement as well as an insurance agreement um, that goes into detail with all of the, you know, what they're agreeing to in terms of us being lien holder and also who's driving the vehicle, how it's insured, who's paying for the insurance, um, et cetera. Um, so those kinds of things, when we think about insurance, in some cases, do you work with our property manager, Heidi, on, on insurance issues? Yeah, so she actually, um, she has a lot of experience with getting insurance, and she also works closely with a broker that will look for the best um, price for insurance. Got it. And so what happens if somebody says they want to bundle their insurance with a, another car that may be owned in a household? Do you work and find ways to reimburse? How does all of that work? Yeah, so if that's um, something that they want to do, we'll look into that. If it's something that we can do, then we'll definitely move forward with that. Um, we we try not to overall, but if it's something that we can do, then we'll, we'll make it happen. And I guess one of the things that people listening today may, may be wondering is, how about the everyday maintenance issues that comes up with cars? Like, hey, I got a flat tire. Hey, I need um, my oil changed. Um, those are things that we don't typically do, but how is that addressed between you and the case management team when a beneficiary has vehicle maintenance stuff? Yeah, so I think it depends on how we disperse to the client. Um, if they have a TrueLink card with money that is put on the card each month, they can get us a receipt and we'll reimburse them on their TrueLink card. Or if they don't have a TrueLink card, we'll just get the invoice and we'll pay for it by check. Got it. And so the TrueLink card is, is one way that we can transfer funds to beneficiaries that's secure and that we also can log on and make sure that they're spending the money in the way that they they propose to spend the money, right? That's right. And so one of the things I know that you and Heidi coordinate on, Heidi is our property manager. She's somebody who often sells cars. So for instance, if you're learning from a beneficiary that 
she may want a new car and she has an existing car. Is that the kind of thing that you may involve Heidi with to either trade in the existing car or find a broker to sell it? Yeah, so really she'll do more of the broker to sell it. Um, I can do trade-ins and that's just all part of the buying process. So if it's a dealership, then we can roll that into the the new purchase vehicle. Got it. And so in terms of the families that we work with, on occasion we'll have minor children who have profound injuries and and really um, when they become adults are not going to be able to drive, but you have parents who may be driving long distances and taking them to doctor's appointments different places, sometimes all the way up to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. In those cases, um, sometimes people are in wheelchairs. You mentioned vehicle modifications. Talk a little bit about what that means. So vehicle modifications um, usually are vans. Um, They can be just regular size minivans or uh, we had a sprinter recently. Um, So that's where it will go to modification and they'll make it so that it can raise and lower um, and they add a ramp. Um, Sometimes they'll take seats out, mostly they'll take seats out, and um, it's just part of the purchasing process. Um, So I'll get a request to buy this vehicle, it will go to modifications, and then that's all paid for at once. Um, And then once the vehicle is ready, they can go pick up. That's pretty cool. So if we think about it, if we think about a van that's a regular minivan, and we think about the modifications and it's a new van, would you say that this is typically more than say thirty thousand dollars? Yes, it is. And so, in in many cases, that budget is a critical issue when we have people go shopping, right? Right. I will say that Ashley has a wonderful way of of handling requests over the phone with beneficiaries. Um, it's one of the reasons that we have her in this in this kind of vehicle program. I've seen through the years at Fleming and Curti has really developed this program in a way that provides people privacy and autonomy with the cars so they don't really feel like Fleming and Curdy is looking over their shoulder. But at the same time, when we are trustee, when we are conservator, it is our responsibility to make sure that the, the vehicle is properly maintained. And I guess one, one last question for you. Okay. I will say that the vehicle program is, is one way that you on the finance team work together with our case management team. Would you say that that relationship between finance and case management has always really been an important part of the business. I don't think most people think of those two groups working hand in hand, but they really do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Case management, I mean, all departments are really busy, um, but day-to-day contact with clients, case management is on top of that. And um, they really uh, get our clients' needs in in order, and usually you'll need money to do that. So um, we work very closely with one another, and uh, our relationship is great. Well, I appreciate all that you do, and I appreciate your leadership, and I'm looking forward to doing a lot of work in the years to come, Ashley. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. This was Elder Law Issues. I'm Elizabeth Freeman here today. Uh, Fleming and Crudy is a Tucson, Arizona elder law firm. We do a lot of different things. We love our team here, and if you have questions or ideas for the podcast, please write in and let us know. We'd love to hear from you, and thanks for listening.